Hello again. It's been two weeks since we last spoke, but I'm back with another Frank Talks Too Much here with the Bad RNG Podcast. The guys have been a bit busy and I don't want to interrupt them, but I got a lot of things to say and I want to keep this train rolling on. Last week we talked about the 10 year anniversary and I'm, you know, I'm done with that for now. At least until August 13th when we do that final big 10 year anniversary stream. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. You should check it out. Twitch.tv slash Thessalonium. You can check it out there. But anyway, we don't want to, we don't need to worry about that right now. It's a new episode and I got new things to talk about. I got new things that I want to talk to you about. You know, I've recently been diving into old games and new games alike. Games I haven't played in a really long time versus games that I may be playing for the very first time. And I also want to talk about the state of affairs, just of like streaming and all this shit. You know, maybe I shouldn't be cursing so much at the beginning of the podcast, but you know what you're getting yourself into. You've listened to these podcasts before. You know, you know how things go. But essentially, recently on, on my Twitch streams, I've been playing a lot of Chrono Trigger. I have not played this game since the PlayStation 1 Final Fantasy Chronicles came out, which I believe that came out in like 2001. So it's been over 20 years since I've played this game. It's been a long time. And I remember a lot of it, but... You know, there's parts of it that I don't remember. It's kind of funny how some things like stick and some things don't like story wise. I remember the story, but like boss battles, areas, how to get through them, stuff like that. You know, you, you tend to like lose that a little bit, but it's been really interesting to see how much I've actually retained after all these years. It's actually a lot of fun to see, like how much do I actually remember of this game? Man, I gotta give that game so much credit. I really do. Because it's such a well-paced game. Like, there hasn't been any particular moment where I felt like there was a lot of pressure on me to, you know, grind it out or have to go power level or whatever you want to call it. Like, I have not had to do that at all in this game. And I think I've died twice. Once was due to my own negligence. I made stupid, like, I made stupid mistakes that got me killed. And then the second time was kind of the same thing. It's actually just negligence. Like, I just kind of went in there like, ah, I could do it this way. And I really should have taken more of a, like, a, a slowed approach. I just didn't. And it cost me. You know, then I went back and weirdly, the one, so the one, I, I'll actually go into it a little bit. It was against the Golem Twins. Um, I was going about to fight them and I'm trying to figure out, like, what am I doing here? How am I going to fight them? I fight them. I go in. I do my attacks. They basically counter me to death. So I was like, all right, well, that ended poorly. I'm like, I really should have thought about, you know, how to approach this fight. I shouldn't have just gone in and been like, let's do this. Guns blazing, you know, Leroy Jenkins did it up. So the second time I went in, I'm like, huh, I have an idea. What if I go in and I have two of my characters wear the white vest, which does, you know, 50%, you gain 50% back in lightning damage. 
and we will just spend the time with Chrono basically spamming his lightning attack. But make sure the other two, which I had Island Frog at the time, have them do team techs right before the lightning attack. So that way you hit the two or one, depending on what kind of attack it is, which it was a bubble hit, so it was a singular enemy, hit them, and then immediately hit them with lightning so that, because the way the Golem Twins work is that when you hit them, they have a they immediately switch their ability to whatever you used against them. So if you use a physical attack, they're gonna do a physical counter. If you use lightning, they're gonna do a lightning counter and so on. So by doing that, every time you are constantly shifting them back to a lightning counter. So every time they attack, they were healing two party members and only hurting one. So you only had to manage one health bar and it worked really well. Like, and it was weird after the stream was over. I was like, I think I did that that way when I was a kid. Like that was the way I approached that fight when I played it, when I played it on Final Fantasy Chronicles. So it's really funny how, like, after doing that and dealing with it, I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't even realize that I did the exact same thing again. Younger me was much smarter than older me. Older me's kind of stupid, but, you know, to be a streamer, you got to be a little bit insane and a little dumb, I guess. <laughs> But I've been really enjoying the game. Like we're we're getting towards the end of it now, and by the time I get this out, there's a possibility that I'll be done the game, depending on when I get this published out. If I get it published out the day I'm recording it, I might have one stream left to do, and the game will be over. But the main catalyst for all this was there's a fan-made game uh, that is called uh, Chrono Trigger Crimson Echoes. And I have a cart of it. Like I got a cart made, or I didn't have a cart made, but there was carts made and they were being sold. I believe it was at MAGFest. It was either at MAGFest or it may have been at too many games. I can't remember which one it was, but it was created at one of them. And I got it probably five, five years ago, maybe six years ago. And it's, literally just sitting over here in the corner of my room on my bookshelf that has all my games and I've never played it and I've always heard that this game is very good so I was like what am I waiting for like am I just gonna sit forever and wonder what this game is about or am I actually going to take the time to actually play it so I was like you know what if I'm going to do that Let's play the original again. That way, we're not sitting here like, how did the story go? Are we getting the story correct? Did we miss anything? Now we can go directly from it, directly into the next game and be like, hey, now I understand what's going on. Like, I know how everything happened. I know how everything went down. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game uh, changes the story or it improves the story or moves the story forward, I should say. That's really the wording I should use. Um, it uses the active battle system 2.0 from the first game. So you're getting the same battle system, but it, it, it has like new maps, graphics, sprites, new mini games were designed. Um, 
And there's apparently like a Colosseum like battle mode that was based off of, I think, the uh, battle arena in Final Fantasy VII, like the, the Gold Saucer area. And I think there is some like luck based, like sort of casino ish games in it as well. So they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this game to not just make it like, hey, check out where we think the story logically goes. Like we, we did a lot to add a lot of things and include a lot of things to keep you, you know, engaged with this game. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a good time. So I look forward to. You know, experiencing that game for the very first time, especially with, you know, the Twitch stream. Again, twitch.tv slash Thessalonium. You should come out. You should watch it. You should just, if you've seen the game before, just don't spoil it for me, man. Like, I, I want to enjoy it. Don't, don't ruin my shit. Don't ruin my shit. Like, this is my chance. This is my chance to sit down and have a good time and play this game and really get into it. And I've noticed, you know, a lot of my time lately has been spent on JRPGs. And I grew up with JRPGs. I think I've noted this a thousand times on this podcast at this point that, like, JRPGs were the predominant game that I played as a child. Now, that doesn't mean I wasn't playing, like, your Kirby's, your Mario's, you know, all the various games that have come out over the years of varying genres. I've played a lot of games in in my life but jrpgs i think were the ones that i gravitated to the most and i i'm not exactly sure why i think like obviously a part of it is the, the way the stories were told and they were telling more intricate stories at a time when most games weren't able to do that it was a lot more reliant on like just a pure gameplay of it and even that you know, you're still talking the very early years of gaming, so you don't know what kind of game you're going to get out of it. Like, there was going to obviously be some growing pains because, you know, there were no books on how to make a game at that point. You're just, like, you're learning from your own mistakes. And I think a lot of great games came from that time period. I, like, again, I've talked about it on these streams or these podcasts before. See, I'm so used to doing streams now that I always talk about streaming. But... I've talked about it on the podcast before that, you know, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest is a game that I personally love. I see, like, I can obviously see the fault, but I also see a lot of good things that came from it and a lot of the groundwork that they used that they eventually implemented much better in later games like Symphony of the Night and Ecclesia and, you know, just most of their Egovania games. And you even see it in games like Bloodstained. But, and another game would be uh, Delta 2, Link's Awakening, not Link's. Is that Link's Awakening? Oh my God. No, Link's Awakening is not. It's the adventure of Link, the adventure of Link. Link's Awakening is the one for Game Boy talking to myself like trying to work this out but yeah I think it's the adventure of Link was the one for the, the Nintendo and that game was super cool like it was very different from the original but brought some cool stuff to it it was a little bit more story focused it was still very 
um, open-ended in in the sense of, or I should say cryptic, like you had to kind of like figure out where you were going. Like you had to, you had to work that out. But, and there was like some things that you just didn't know, like certain areas in the forest you would walk into and there would be a thing or you had to break a certain block and you didn't know that that block was breakable or whatever, or the statues at the front if you attacked them in certain temples they would have like magic ups or health ups or whatever in them like there's a lot of interesting stuff like that in it but i did really like that game because it brought a leveling system to zelda which really was never used again like the level system in the way that it was implemented in zelda 2 i don't think ever not that I can think of. If you guys know it, like, let me know on Twitter or in the Discord. If you remember the Discord, just let me know. Like, was there another Final Fantasy Zelda game that pulled that off? That actually did like a leveling system, not so much a system where you're like, oh, well, you know, you level up because you did this or you did that. Like, there was actual levels to be earned through experience points. It was very interesting in that way. Not to mention that the music was awesome in that game. And I think all the music in that game is good. Not just the temple music, which people heard in Smash Brothers. Like, all of the music, particularly in Zelda 2. Not that other Zelda games don't have incredible music. They all are ridiculously good. But that game is no exception. Like, the music in that game is phenomenal. And I think... If I'm not mistaken, Koji Kondo didn't do the music for that game. Now, I may, I may be wrong, but I don't think he did. I think it was Akito Nakasuka uh, who did the music for Zelda 2, but I can't entirely remember. Now, I know that he did, uh, Akito Nakasuka did quite a few games for uh, Nintendo. I know he did, or they did, uh, Excite Bike, I think Ice Climbers, Punch Out. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank after that, but I know there's more than, there's more than like one or two games that they did music for. They were pretty frequently used, especially in the earlier years of Nintendo. So, I can't say 100%, but I know they were used for some of them. But it's it's so interesting. Like, it's it's different. It It's outside the realm of what you're used to. Where, for me, and I, you know what? I need to talk about this a little bit, is a Final Fantasy VII remake is something that I've had a hard time getting into. Now, I still have every intention of finishing. I have to play Final Fantasy VII remake and finish it. But for, for me, part of the problem that I've had with the game, and, and this is obviously a me problem. It's not a problem with the game, but it's a me problem. It's something that I personally have a hard time getting around when I play the game. I don't like the battle system. I just don't. I, I didn't like it in 15, and that's part of what's made me have a hard time finishing 15, because I've, I've, I've enjoyed the story for the most part, as much as I've played it, 
but I have a hard time enjoying the battle system. It just feels weird. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it's like mixing what a Final Fantasy game does with like pick between magic and fighting and summoning and this and that. But you're running around and like you're moving your character and stuff like that. And that's fine. There's other games that do sort of similar things. Like I think a better game, a game that's done it better is the Tales series of games where they have sort of like you get into a battle and you have button combos that you'll press to do the specific attacks. You'll learn more attacks and you can add so many attacks to your repertoire and then you use those attacks. I think that's a pretty decent way of doing it that Final Fantasy, I, I don't want to see Final Fantasy necessarily do it that way or for example Dragon Age. Dragon Age did a really good job of doing like a more active battle system or even like a Dragon's Dogma. Now that's a little bit different but even there it has some similarities. It's just the way the battle system works just kind of takes me out of it. I like the way the characters interact with each other in battle, but I don't necessarily love the way it is completely implemented. Would I prefer turn-based combat? Yes, I would. And, and here's my reasoning why. I don't think turn-based combat is a problem. I've never thought turn-based combat was a problem. And I don't think that people are less engaged by turn-based combat. I think people can become less engaged by turn-based combat if the system isn't well thought out. And let me let me elaborate a little bit on that. If you have a game where you can simply walk in and mash A to attack and not worry about the magic and not worry about defense and not worry about anything else, you could just come in and mash A and you'll inevitably win. That is when a turn-based game goes wrong. That's that's what I've always seen. And like that's how I've been able to like weed out good versus bad. And and some of them aren't even bad, it's just the battle system is bad. Games that I've played over the years. A game that's sort of like that was a game I played recently called Duel, Duel Orb 2. I recently played that, and in a lot of ways, you could kind of get through the battles without doing anything but just pure attack. Pure attack, just go through, wail on people, you'll level up enough. And the other problem that that game had was, rather than make the, the battles feel a little bit more weighty, they just threw a literal like ton of fights at you like your encounter rate was incredibly high and it made it feel like no fight mattered because there were so many of them. and that could also be problematic a too high of an encounter rate can take people out of the game i i fully agree with a lot of people and i think that's why you saw with later iterations of the re-releases of like final fantasy 7 and 8 and 9 where they did the like cut out the encounters like you could stop the encounters or you could speed up the fights stuff like that is a quality of life improvement on an older game like it definitely helps a little bit with these older games 
that you would play. And I'm sorry. I'm I'm you're gonna hear the music as well because I'm listening to it, but I'm pretty sure we're listening to happy birthday right now, and that just kind of threw me off. Just a random jazzy happy birthday. Happy birthday to all the listeners out there celebrating your birthday today. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. And happy birthday to you from the Bad RG crew. All right, anyway. It fixes a problem that was in older games, but it's a lesson that could be learned from in, you know, later games. I think Persona... The Persona series does a really good job of improving that because you have different enemies that are either weak or strong against various types of attacks. And I think that is how you improve a turn-based battle game. Like, you can't just go in and attack it because it's like, oh, it's not doing any damage. Or maybe I need to use the gun weapon because that'll help and that makes it weak. Or maybe I need to use a lightning attack or a fire attack or whatever. So it forces you to think more about how can I improve this battle and because of that it's so crucial in that game because if you want to get yourself personas you have to weaken them and the only way to do that is to use an attack that they are weak against so it forces you in that moment I need to look and find out what this is so for a game like Final Fantasy, that's not going to be a thing. But you can still implement that without, you know, having this, uh, like, the the capturing or the um, acquiring of personas. You can still do the same thing. And, in fact, you can potentially improve upon it or rework it, I should say, by having enemies similar to what we were talking about earlier with the, with the Golem Twins. Maybe it's a boss, maybe it's not a standard enemy, but maybe have one that adapts to the attacks you do. So maybe that attack worked and it became weak. Now we shift gears and we do a different attack that has to kind of re-effect it and think about an interesting just on on the off the off the cuff here, off the fly, it, on the fly. Just sitting here thinking about it. An idea in my head is, say you had a boss that you were fighting and you have a certain attack type in your game that is sort of Pokemon-esque. Like there's a difference between physical, like there's a weakness to physical or whatever. Or fight, it's fighting in, in Pokemon, but this we'll call it physical for, for, for this. Like physical has its, its opposite. And maybe that's mind or mental or shadow. I don't know. Like, think of an idea of something that you could use. Then dark magic's opposite is holy and fires is water, you know, and so on. This boss battle, say you have an attack and you figure out what the thing is they're weak to. Maybe occasionally during the battle it shifts on its own. But you could also have it to like when you do the attack, it'll shift to the opposite of it. You know, so let's say at the beginning of the fight, it's physical and you use mind, we'll say is the opposite. So you have that mind attack and the mind attack goes out and you weak him. Now he shifts back to you need to do a physical attack. 
but maybe they shift to a different type and like you can give an indicator as to let them know that they've shifted away from it from physical and mind to something else so now you have to try a different idea in that fight so you have to constantly be thinking and maybe there's some sort of rhyme or reason or pattern to it that way you can kind of plan out the fight that way it doesn't drag out too long because that that is one criticism that could absolutely be made about uh turn-based rpgs specifically i'm going to name a few a couple of games that had that problem were chrono trigger final fantasy 6 Final Fantasy 7, I'm going to, and Final Fantasy 4. I'll use those four. I can name more, but they're the four I'm going to use. There are specific enemies in each of those games that have moments where it's don't attack it, it will counterattack, and you won't really do any damage to it. I don't like that in a, in a battle because all you're doing is extending the battle for no reason. It's not a strategic thing. It's not a strategy. It's just... A padding of time and it's unnecessary you could do it in a way that makes it more interesting and keeps it you know going and the battle will still be a decent length without having to have a part where it's you can't attack the enemy or you shouldn't attack the enemy because it will counter you and you'll do very little damage it's not the most well thought out idea to be clear so that that's part of it to me as well like you gotta you gotta really think about that stuff so that's where final fantasy remake has been hard for me the other thing is there's a lot in, in the newest version of it that at least from what i played i got a couple probably like i'd say like six hours in maybe and my problem was there's so many stupid nonsensical fetch quest type deals in this game that don't move the story forward and okay maybe somebody who's listening to this podcast is going to tell me that i am absolutely wrong and that these things are actually important and if they are tell me and when i go back and play the game i'll see it for myself and i'll be like well i'll come back on a later podcast and be like i was wrong my take was a bad take and i was wrong but I don't believe that to be true. I just don't. I don't believe that a lot of these things that you're making you do, do anything. And here's the thing. I don't, I am not opposed to side quests. I love side quests. Side quests are some of the best things in video games sometimes. But they have to be interesting. When it's just go out and kill four of these enemy, three of these enemy, two of these enemy, that's not interesting. And when you do it five, six, seven, eight times, you're like, do I, you just don't want to do it anymore. Like it, it completely sullies your enjoyment of side quests. That is my personal opinion. Maybe, maybe you have a different opinion. If you do, let me know. Let me know what your opinion is. But that's, that's how I feel. I feel like it takes a lot away from the game. It takes a lot away from the game. Because as soon as you get away from that type of stuff, that's when... It becomes too linear. Like, I like a game where I have choice. And to be fair, games like... Now, they have their own separate issues entirely. But games like Red Dead Redemption 2 or GTA 
any of the GTA games or any of the Red Dead Redemption games, stuff like that. Going around and just like in a GTA game, just going around and blowing stuff up every so often away from the story is great. It is a great way to just get away from it for a little while. In Red Dead Redemption, going around and, you know, helping people out, doing various side quests is enjoyable or playing poker, you know, that type of stuff is a great way to like wind down. And there are moments when you're playing a game like you're not entirely done, but it's like my brain can't take any more of the story. Or at least that's how I am. Like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna go any further in the main story because of fear of missing out on something. Like I don't wanna half-heartedly go into the story and be like, eh, I'm half here, half not. I want to give it my full undivided attention. So having good side quests is paramount for the game. Now, is Final Fantasy VII gorgeous? Yes. Is the music good? Absolutely. Like, so much of it is done really well. And there are some people that are going to really enjoy that battle system. But for me, I'm not a huge fan. And to be quite honest, what they called classic mode is not classic mode. That is not what I had in mind when they said, we're going to give you like that sort of turn-based option. It wasn't. It's not. It's not the same thing. It is not the same thing at all. And it's, to me, not remotely close. So... I would like to see Rebirth, now that Rebirth was, you know, announced for next winter. I would like to see a true turn-based option. Now, it's not going to happen, to be clear. And I totally understand why. Like, to take the time to make two completely different game experiences like that is an insane notion. And I understand. Like, I totally understand that. But I would love to see it. If I had my way, that's what I would want. I'd want that. I mean, for Christ's sake, this remake and these games we've heard about for like, it feels like 20 years. I feel like I was 10 when we first started hearing about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, granted, that's not true because Final Fantasy, you know, it was only out for a year when I was 10. But, you know, you get the, you get the idea. You get the idea of what I'm talking about here. So, that's kind of where I'm at with the final i'm just not that enthusiastic about the final fantasy games anymore i have a hard time finding myself like i i have not been like i saw the stuff for final fantasy 16 and I, i'll say this i think it's super cool what they're doing where it seems like the focus is on the summit i think that's a super cool idea but again if it plays the same way as 15, if it plays the same way as 7 Remake, I'm not that interested. I'm just, I'm not that interested. Now, the, the one last thing I want to say about FF7R, and I'm not going to go into detail because there's going to be people like myself who haven't played through it, but I know a good amount about the game. It's not a true remake. The story is different. I don't want to go into details as to how, but it's different. So if you're interested in playing 
different story that is sort of the same out of fc 7 FF7R might be for you. But I don't... It wasn't for me. Like, I waited because I was looking for the game I fell in love with as a kid redone. Reinvented. Or not reinvented, but remastered, essentially. That's what I was looking for. So when I saw this, it wasn't the most exciting thing to me. Now, for people who are just getting into Final Fantasy, that might be an interesting idea. And I'd love to hear thoughts of people who've never played any of the games and maybe Final Fantasy VII R is the first one you played. And I'd love to get your opinion of the game. So let me know if that's the way you came in. Let me know and give me your thoughts. I want to see where you're at with this game compared to where I'm at. Like, I'm not one who's going to sit here and gatekeep and be like, oh, you can't do that. Because, hey, you know, all that means is if it's not for me, it's not for me. I could play something else. There are plenty of games out there that I could play that are more for me. With that, I think I got, I, I got it off my chest. I really did. I, I, I said maybe I would talk about streaming, but I feel like the streaming conversation's better with, you know... Pat and Alex. It's a better conversation when the three of us can have that talk. You know, we could talk about our different, you know, experiences with streaming and our experiences being around streaming. Now that, you know, it's been around for as long as it's been around, we all have very different, I would say we have similar streamers that we watch but there is definitely a lot of variance because there's a lot of variance in what each of us likes you know and I think that's what makes it interesting plus I want to just I just want to sit down and talk to those guys you know it's been a while it's been a while since I just sat down and the three of us just had a conversation you know we could talk about streaming and we could talk about streamers and we could talk about streaming culture or whatever as like a main point, but I just want to sit down and have a conversation with the boys. You know what I'm saying? I just want to sit down and have a conversation with the boys and we can just talk about shit. We can shoot the shit and have a good time. But for me, this one's a little bit shorter. You know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I, I, I got everything that I needed to get out there in a pretty concise period of time. So I'm not wasting too much of your time. It seems like it's going on roughly about 35 minutes now. And if I am not mistaken, the average drive time to work for people in the United States is like 25 minutes, I believe. I think it's somewhere in that in that ballpark, like 25 or 26 minutes. So I may not have gotten you your entire drive to work and back. You might have got the drive there. And we're, we're 10 minutes into the drive home. I'm sorry that I couldn't provide you enough entertainment to get you through the rest of your drive. Now, I could. I could sit here and just randomly spout off stuff for the next 10 minutes, but it's not going to be very interesting. You and I know that. We all know it. Everybody knows it. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I know when my time has come and my time's come now. 
So, with that, all I ask of you is that if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple, as we're at Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow it and have that little heart icon on Spotify. Or if you're listening to it on our website, great. Great. I don't think there's anything you can really do on the website. If I'm being... I, I, I really don't think there's anything on, on, on the website that comes up that you could do. Like, now I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it before we go. You can copy the RSS and share it. So if you enjoyed the episode and you listen to it on the website, see, I don't even know how well the website works. I'm not even entirely sure. But if you enjoyed it and you're listening to it there, make sure to copy our RSS feed and share it with other people. Share it on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest and I don't know. Share it on your Tinder account. Share it on Bumble. Share it on, I don't know. I don't know that many social media things. Whatever. Share it on TikTok. Share it on your Roblox account. I don't know. Just share it. Let people know that you enjoyed this podcast. And I will be back in two weeks, as usual. I'm getting back into this thing. And hopefully, the boys will be here with me. We will sit down and we will talk about that streaming culture and we will talk about streams in general and we'll just have a nice old conversation and it'll be just like old times. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I will catch you next time. See you then.